Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Welcome to Morning Shot. Imad and Audrey here with you. Firms in Japan have started introducing inflation allowances and reskilling programs as the labor crunch and rising consumer inflation start to bite the labor market. Yeah, Japan's working age population has decreased by more than 10 million over the past 30 years. And that's because its aging population is growing. And in fact, the problem is so acute that four in 10 companies in Japan hired people aged 70 or older last year. Joining us today to analyze whether that solution is palatable for Japan's wider economy and the extent of other factors driving the nation's labor crunch, we have with us special advisor to former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's cabinet, Professor Tomohiko Taniguchi. He's also special advisor at the Fujitsu Future Studies Center. Professor, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning to you. Thanks for having me. Very welcome. Good to have you on the show. Professor, let's break down some of the key factors contributing to Japan's rather lukewarm wage growth. We have widespread seniority based employment system. We have low labor productivity,、uh, as well as workers' reluctance to hop from one job to another. Can you explain why these factors are so entrenched in Japan? At the root is the tremendous rigidity in the labor market of Japan, not because of any legislative bills or because any written laws, but simply because of the accumulation of court cases, a tremendous number of、uh, court cases that、uh, clearly said that once hired on a permanent basis, you would not be fired at all. The permanent labor force has 100%, or should I say, more than 100% job security, which incentivizes companies to fire fewer and fewer people on a regular permanent basis and more people on a temporary basis. Those、uh, people that have been temporary basis can be fired much more easily. But the problem here is once hired as a temporary worker, say, get a certain amount of annual income, but that annual income is not going to grow even if you continue to work very much on a par regularly hired people. That's at the root of the cause. And that's the reason why salaries and wages in Japan have not grown. Even if the economy in Japan has performed relatively well. Well, Professor, bearing that factor in mind with the 100% job security,、um, I want to throw in another factor that I think has certainly changed the way we work, and that is automation and AI, right? So, with this advancement of technology now at play as well,、um, which sectors in Japan would you say are the ones which are suffering more or maybe the most from this labor crunch? The labor crunch is、um, simply acute when it comes to, let's say, human power centric industries, not capital intensive, such as、uh, lorry drivers or truck drivers or people that、uh, provide services to hospitality industries, including、uh, hotels and inns and so on. There you, you find very much acuteness. In the labor crunch, and those are the areas that you cannot replace、uh, human power with artificial intelligence and so on. All right. Prime Minister Fumio Kishida wants to see pay hikes that will be several percentage points higher than the country's inflation rate. Professor, is this a sustainable model?、Uh, I hope. Uh, companies will respond favorably because many companies are recording record profits this year and the last. 
this year, great number of insurance um, companies as well as uh, small and medium industries have uh, agreed upon raising tar- high uh, salaries and wages. But I don't think it's, this is a uh, sustainable model. It's taken more suasion of the politically elected leader, that is to say, uh, Prime Minister Kishida. But Prime Minister Kishida is not a participant in the market, and whether the companies could raise salaries is going to be dependent more on the market conditions. Okay, and Professor, beyond this pay hike plan that uh, Prime Minister Kishida has, the Japanese government is now also looking at other ways to help deal with this labor shortage and one of which is to help with reskilling, maybe make it easier for workers to hop from one job to another. Um, what are your thoughts on enhancing these job hopping opportunities? And do you think that that would actually help Japan's labor market? Could it actually backfire? I think it's um, overall a, a net positive factor. I've got uh, many, many anecdotes to prove that being the case. For instance, my, my son, uh, who succeeded in entering uh, one of the top jobs at the government ministry, nonetheless uh, chose to quit and then uh, working in a uh, company that is very much newly started. And I uh, belonged to a graduate school where people around the age of 40 uh, came to study and earn master's degree on their own. And that's basically to reskill and refurbish uh, and re one's uh, capabilities. I think that's uh, becoming a common phenomenon in Japan. And I, uh, I think it's going to also, in a uh, different way, incentivize the employers to change their work uh, practices. All right, let's bring in the taxi industry. It seems to be a sector that epitomizes the current labor crunch in Japan. Now, we understand that Japan's taxi operators are turning to new university graduates that's to make up the numbers as international tourists return post-COVID. And that has forced a shift in a profession that has been fairly long dominated by middle-aged men. Professor, how big of a refresh will it be for the industry and what will happen to these older men who have been displaced from the industry? Will they have to pivot as well? I think um, it's been reported widely that uh, some taxi operators are looking at college graduates rather than, uh, as you say, middle-aged men. Mm. But it's a limited uh, sort of uh, development. Uh, I don't think it's a common phenomenon. Uh, The issue uh, discussed very much uh, widely now is finally whether or not uh, Japan should allow Uber operators to work uh, in uh, major cities. And Prime Minister Kishida's administration seems to be leaning towards that direction. All right, before we let you go, Professor, a final question on work morale. Now, feeling happy and fulfilled at work, you know, usually plays a big role in productivity. Um, Is this also an area possibly that you feel could be improved in Japan's case? And how can morale be boosted further in the country? May I say, despite despite all that that I've said, such as the difficulty for uh, temporary workers to Mm. earn more salaries and more wages, um, social fabric in Japan has um, remained more or less intact where work Mm. morale among those people is higher. You could see whether that's the case by hopping into some of those chain operations like McDonald's and so on and so forth, where 100%, I would say, people are hired on a permanent basis. Mm-hmm. And yet um, work morale there is, um, on average, not too bad. Uh, you gave us some great insights, Professor Taniguchi. Thanks for shedding more light on Japan's labor crunch and for joining The Breakfast Show. That's been my pleasure. Thank you.
We've been speaking with Professor Tomohiko Taniguchi. He is the special advisor to former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's cabinet and also at the Fujitsu Future Study Center. Stay right here on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.